What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello and welcome to the 103rd episode of the Shattered Order podcast. This is the second podcast we've done tonight, so I'm hype. I'm already a little, uh, I'm feeling good already. Um, I'm Goodnight Punk. I'm here with my good friend, Wink. As always, what's going on, buddy? How are you doing? Hello, I am absolutely fantastic. I, I don't know. I'm feeling chatty, but I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. It's actually been a fantastic week. Yeah, we just finished doing uh, an interview, which will... Be up about the same time as this podcast. Uh, not going to be up as soon as I was hoping, but it'll be up by this weekend. So, um, yeah, what uh, what's going on? Well, we can't just hint that. If people didn't read the Discord announcements, just so you know, we earlier tonight we recorded a out of order podcast number five. With CG Mad Adam and CG Orok talking about the Grandmaster Yoda rework and a little bit about the balancing of Range Trooper as he was introduced. Yeah. So a uh, little hour-long podcast there with some of the CG guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy that as well as all the fun stuff we have to talk about tonight with the update that came out today. So yeah, there's that. But before we get to that... I don't know if you all know this. I am known as a Lions fan. You can see that on my hat, but I have never actually been to Michigan. So you do the math on the weirdness of that. Who would want like a team, a terrible team, and never even been to the place that they're from? But anyways, well, that's a that's a story for another time. <laughs> it's not a story for now. The story for now is the NBA draft and the place I am from and I grew up and I love, and that is Arizona in the NBA draft tonight. Phoenix Suns, first time. They've been around 50 years. First time ever they had the number one pick, which I'd say is a good thing considering number one pick means you usually suck. So the Suns have the fourth best record ever in the NBA. I don't know if people realize that. They're one of the most winningest franchises in history. So to have the number one pick, you stop that. (laughs) Stop that now. But anyways, I want to talk NBA draft real quick. Suns drafted DeAndre Ayton, the guy I wanted, from U of A, my favorite college program. And then they got, they traded for Miles Bridges, surprisingly amazing. And then they got Ellie Okobo, the point guard, with their last pick in the first round. 
I am loving this draft. I don't know what's going on with your thunder, but I am really, really excited for next year. Um, I'll be honest. I don't even want to talk about basketball. I am obviously a huge Thunder fan. It's the first professional sports team that Oklahoma City's had, which is where I'm from. And I I love the Thunder, love watching them. However, I am so over the NBA at the moment. I am sick and tired of every season. You know the two final teams that are going to be there. You're just getting through the freaking season so you can get there and watch Golden State smash the Cavs again. I don't care. They need to fix the NBA. They need to do something about it. That This is what's great about the NFL, the parity, and that there's a salary cap and all that stuff to make it actually competitive because the NBA, parody. I am so bloody bored with watching. Okay. First off, I totally agree with your NBA, uh, your NBA analysis. The Watching the Golden State fight, fight uh, the Cavs every year has been really obnoxious. But... You say parody when it comes to the NFL. Every year it's someone new against the Patriots. So there's really not a ton of parody, but at least half of it is parody. So there is that. But I don't know. I, that's, I don't know. I'm just hyped that the Suns might actually not have the number one pick next year. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. The other thing, and then this goes on to our NFL chat. For all of those that you don't care about Swugga, and like the NFL, and listen to us for two minutes, uh, maybe on every episode about the NFL, there's now an NFL chat on our Discord. And holy crap, that has been so much fun this week to me to be in there. Except for the fact that, obviously, it was mostly created to troll me about my Lions fandom. That's yes, kind absolutely. of annoying, but it has been really cool. <laughs> so I was I wanted to shout that out. If you like the NFL and you haven't wanted to join the Discord to talk about Swugga, there's an NFL chat now that is out of control, and I'm loving it. So, yeah. Yep. But sure. anyways, let's get to Swugga. What do you say about that? Oh, by the way, you like my hat? Hey, guys. What did you do in Swugga this week? For those of you that can't see, Dan is wearing a disgusting Detroit Lions hat, and, uh, you know, whatever. Nobody cares. Oh, I, however, you know what? The so, podcast doesn't show it. I don't know if the live stream ever showed it, but the wall behind me is white. But the one to my right and the one right in front of me are Honolulu blue. And let me see if I can just get a little bit of that. Oh, isn't that pretty? Honolulu blue for the Lions in my office, and there's a reason for that. So I just I thought you should know that. Honolulu blue, best color ever. It's terrible. I love blue, but... Uh, it's awful. <laughs> All right. Anyways, go ahead. What did you do in Swugga this week? So, I I have a story about the most stupid comment I have read in a very very long time that I want <laughs> to share. And this is kind of related to something I did this week. So this past week. I maxed Wampa. Comple- Aside from Zetas, he got completely maxed. All the gear, gear 12, 3 out of 6, and I gotta be honest, it's overrated. I'm, I'm what, kidding. Who, what? I, I was oh, expecting God. outrage. No. Um, he is absolutely I've, amazing. 
I um, thought you were talking about Maul for a second. Sorry. No. <laughs> don't don't go there. Don't don't. Yeah. Do not not today. Not today. So my bad. My bad. Uh, um, I did a really awesome run that I was so excited about in Phase Two, and it was using Boba Lead Sabine with Wampa Hermit Yoda and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I, words can't describe how excited I was. I was less than 3,000 damage away from 5 million in that, uh, you know, in that phase. And I was just, I was totally psyched. Um, Sabine was only gear 11, the rest were gear 12. But Wampa really just goes absolutely crazy towards the end of that. And, um... I, I was I was I was really impressed. I don't I really don't know what else to say. Uh I I know what to seen... say. Wampa what? is love. Wampa is life. Okay, yeah. No, I I here's what I'm gonna go with. Hermit Yoda is life. Wampa is damage. Let's be honest. He's <laughs> he's a wrecking ball. So I, I did this run uh, and you know what I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I love Wampa. I, I had thought, no idea. I love Wa- I love Wampa and Hermit Yoda. And <laughs> so I was really excited about this run. I got 5 million damage and somebody had showed me that someone else had got 5.4 at some point. But um, the best I had seen previously was like 3.7. So I, I was pretty stoked. So I head to the Reddits and I post this because why not i like i'm quite thrilled with it and then (laughs) this moron excuse me but this 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 was the comment that was posted that i just i can't make any sense out of whatsoever quote considering you're taking away from five other teams this is a massive loss in damage potential Versus getting two to four million with each one you took from, so a ten to twenty million loss down to only get four to five million, not worth the effort. Except that you did what? you get first on our last heroic Sith raid? Yes, that is something else. Yeah, I got so over... it's kind of hard to quantify that comment as anything other than ridiculous. Yeah, it was literally the dumbest comment I'd ever read in my entire life. Like, moron. Um, and yeah, I got a little bit over $20 million, which I was pretty stoked about. I, uh, that was obviously my first time doing that, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> but Yeah, that's... Uh, that's hey, I, I, I can honestly say I'm happy that you have Wampa at gear 12 now. So, or you have I'm, gear 11. No, he's he's maxed. Okay, maxed. Yeah, there you go. He now you maxed. and I are on. We can talk We're on the about same page. no Zetas yet, can, but we'll get there. And by the way, that join my Wampa cult. That heroic AAT team, where you know three and four, where you just auto with Wampa is amazing. The Admiral Akbar lead with CLS, BB-8, Hermit Yoda, and Wampa, absolutely amazing. The other thing, yeah, dude. You know, hey, shout out to that. Okay, I just want to say this. Before you move on, I've had at least three people tag me on Discord this week that tried that team in Heroic AT and said that they soloed Phase 3 and 4 for the first time with that team. So, it's and not it's just me. Auto. 
It's, it's super not easy. just my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it is everyone. So Akbar, Thrawn, BB-8, CLS, Wampa, Auto, Phase 3 and 4. You're going to love it. Yep. Yeah, it's, I mean, test it if you haven't tested it because it's ridiculous. Uh, the other thing, I got another, I got two personal bests this raid for um, phases. Actually, that's not true. I got three. I got seven million in phase four with my Night Sisters. And then in phase three, I got 3.08 million with the Chex Mix, uh, which was super, super awesome. I mean, if you've ran that team. Uh, you know how frustrating it can be, and over three million is just absolutely insane. Um, I've had a lot of people asking me about mods. I may do like a mod write up for the Heroic Sith Raid or something, because mods obviously play into it a heck of a lot. And um, so the only other two things I did this week was I finished Trey's gear, and I also finished fleet shipments. So now it's all Zetas. I am very, very excited about that. I am so close to the same on that. I think all I need is some scimitar shards, because I didn't start farming that for a long time, and Poe's po's, uh, X-Wing shards. I think that's all I have left in there. There were some characters in there, too. I finished. I just finished... Uh, I finished uh, Scarif Rebel Pathfinder today to seven stars. Um, man, there's, I'm really running out of things to farm. There's literally nothing in, in guild or any, the only places that I look for characters anymore is, uh, guild event currency because I still need ISC, uh, shards and that's it. That's it. I'm almost done. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty much become a hard node grind at this point for characters. Which is kind of annoying. But they were going yeah. fast at eight. They're slowed down a little bit at there at five now, but it is what it is. So yeah. cool. Alright. Uh let's go to Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. Now, before we get to the calendar, since Wink jumped the gun, I'm going to talk about what I did this week in Swaga. How about that? Anybody Sounds interested? Sounds good. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you just did. No, I was I was expanding on your points. What I wanted oh. to talk about was uh, I put out my first video for uh for game changer content and uh man so was did, that a yeah. task so um it's i am a not a v- I, well i shout out to all the youtubers out there you do a lot of work on your videos i i know it's hard work i definitely know now and i actually know a little bit more about what it takes to get those videos done and uploaded so um kind of a pain it, it was about 36 hours later than I wanted it to be, but I finally <laughs> got a video up on Range Trooper. It's on our Twitch page. If you go to twitch.com slash Shattered Order and you click on videos, you'll be able to find my Range Trooper video. It kind of went over um, his kit when it was introduced. Actually, 36 hours after it was introduced, but you know, kind of went over it, what he do- does. It's a really cool kit. I really like the character. Um, 
we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the yeah, so if you want to check out Grandmaster Yoda, you want to see Shattered Order content on the reveal of that character, it is there on our video page. But that also includes, which is another thing, there were two things this week, right? So you had Range Trooper and you had the Grandmaster Yoda rework. Well, I picked the Grand Ma- I rich I took the Range Trooper in uh, content and I made a video of that, and you took the Grandmaster Yoda content mm-hmm. and you made a video yourself on that. So if you go to that video page, you're going to find both of those. And I will say this: that video you made is out of control. It uh, it really does highlight how good this Grandmaster Yoda rework is and what you can do with it. So if no yeah. one has gone and watched that yet, go check it out because uh, you covered some very important places like Arena, which Checkmark does great in Arena, and you covered Heroic Sith Phase 2 and 1, which yep. Checkmark does great in those phases as well. So I just wanted to talk about that in my weekend swaga because a lot of this week turned out being... Super annoyed with my ability to make videos and learning, and I've done that, and I have the video out. So hopefully, at, going forward, we'll have make we'll continue to make good content along with the, on the podcast as well as videos to showcase these things. So there's that. Now, probably don't want to play the sounder again, but we are on the calendar, so let's do the calendar. All right. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. Get to listen to the sultry female one more time. Always exciting. Absolutely. All right, so this week on the calendar, we have some pretty exciting things. So we got the your your boy, the Range Trooper, the Marquee event, is starting up on June 22nd, which is... Uh, if you're listening to this, it's probably already starting unless you're listening to it live. So that is really exciting. Uh, we have the, finally, the mythic event for Grandmaster Yoda happening this weekend, which is super awesome. I cannot wait to see what that's like. And uh, hopefully my so, Grandmaster Yoda will be finished by then. So let's do a little theory crafting on that event, right? I know we don't usually okay. do this when new mythics come up, but... A lot about the mythic events is mods because that's the biggest uh, biggest thing you get for replaying these events on mythic, right? So what? Oh yeah. What what type of mods do you think we're gonna get this time? What are the what are these guys go towards on in in the mod challenges? So Jedi unlock what defense? So you think we're gonna get defense mods for the first two? And if we jumped to the other side of Jedi and said, let's say, what would be the other side of Jedi? Empire? Because we've theory crafted about what the the last tier of Grandmaster Yoda's event would I've be. I've never thought about this. Like, is there a pattern to what type of mods you get from these mythic events? Because I've honestly never paid that much attention. Yeah, it's, it's the team you use to beat it. And the middle, the middle one where you can use any team is still the mods of the one right before it. So if you're using resistance to beat a mythic event, you're getting speed mods. If you're using, um, you know, Jawas, then you're getting crit damage mods. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't think I'm, I'm curious, like what's the opposite side of Jedi? Because the opposite side of rebels is empire. 
Uh, there's no empire during the Sith. During Sith the, is the Sith might be it, and Sith don't have a don't have a mod challenge. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what mods we get from that hardest tier of the mythic event. Hmm. Interesting. Just. One of the many things that I think about, but uh, the event should still be there already, but uh, let's see if it shows what mods you get. Yeah, um, um, like I said, the, I mean, Sith would obviously be the opposite, but uh, they don't really okay. have it. Okay, so defense mods and crit damage mods. So I assume the crit damage are for the last phase and the uh, the defense are for the first two. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I do know because <laughs> I'm looking at the event on my phone right now and defense oh, okay. mods are listed there and crit damage mods are listed there. So okay. Jedi, the first and second event, the first and second tier will probably get you defense. And I'm assuming since Sith don't have a mod challenge, theirs are going to reward crit damage. That would be awesome because crit damage are amazing. Yeah, give me some sweet crit damage mods. I will take that any day of the week. Indeed. Um, yeah, so that'll be really cool. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully you get some good mods. That's what I like about these events is you actually get some good mods. And um, as mentioned in the live chat, uh, you also get some Gear 12 pieces. So that's always, you know, always really, really good stuff. Um, those of you waiting on CLS, June 28th, he comes back. And then I think later in June... Not not much later than that, obviously, because it's about over. Uh, June 30th, the Daring Droid, which is the R2 event, that returns, and they'll be back for a couple days. So, Which make, seems backwards, right? You would... Because you, yeah. you need R2 for CLS, but if you can't get R2 till after CLS ends... Well, he's... placement on the events? Well, no, R2 smack dab in the middle of the CLS event. Much shorter. Okay, time, so right? you, so you have a chance. You still have a chance to get R two before the CLS event ends. Yes. Okay, yes. that makes sense because I, I would. They I'm willing to bet that there are a R2 lot of people. Just shorter. Okay, so the R two may end on the same as the CLS then. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. No, I lied. The actual events are the same, but the mythic event is for Daring Droid is the thirtieth through the first. My bad. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. So if you are looking for CLS, you're a newer player that doesn't have CLS yet, this is the, what, third time he's come around. So if you are a longtime player and don't have CLS yet, no excuses, you should have him this time because that dude is a game changer for any account and you're, you, you want him. So if you are close... Bang out any shards you need to get him because he he will really help your team. So, yep, for sure. <laughs> um, well, I mean that's uh, there's some uh, Omega battles and the assault battle Force Moon that comes back on the 29th of June. Other than that, there's not really a whole lot. Um, not all not the. Really- uh, all of the fleet mastery events are listed in the next week as well, in-game. So you got the home one, starts tonight, two hours and 44 minutes. Okay, yeah. Four days from now, Executrix, two days from now, Endurance. So if you're still looking for shards to get those guys a seven-star, 
those will all be coming over the next week, so. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I don't think I have all my capitals at seven stars, so that'll be good for me. I think, let's see, I'm looking at home one, I have seven. Uh, endurance, I have 90 of 100. Executrix, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So, good uh, chance Quaid to also, get... Uh, Quaid also mentions in our chat that the Galactic Bounties event is coming back also. That comes back this weekend, so... Get ready for that too. That I didn't notice that in the calendar, but yeah, that'll be returning, so you can get your shards of whatever it is that you need, depending on. Yeah, good call out, Quaid. Because if you're looking at it in game as well, you look at the rewards. I'm looking at it now, kind of going through these events, but it also shows that the they talked about when they were introducing these events that they were going to rotate the shards for them. Well, they haven't done that yet, so you're still good looking at Paplu Han. Uh, Rolo, uh, IPD, and Wampa Shards from this yep. next coming Galactic Bounty. So, Cool. Sweet. Uh, well, I mean, that, that pretty much covers the calendar, so why don't we move to this? Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Was there an update this week? Did I play? Was that the right drop? I'm not sure if there's an update this week or not. You're supposed to play the uh, listener question drop. I don't know. There was no update. Nothing yeah. happened this week. All right. Well, let's move on. All right. Next. Next topic. That one will be easy to put the minutes in for. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the problem is, like, I mean, we're about to be here a while because this update was ridiculous. Gear 12, ships, reworks, new characters. Oh, God. Like, holy <laughs> smokes. It was, I mean, you know what? There's, I can say this as a content creator. Over the last two months, it has just been amazingly full of information for us to talk about. I'm like, like the summer has not dragged yet. Like, do I feel like there's a drag coming? Maybe. We're going to have to figure out what to do in that because so far we've been spoiled with information and that this week does not withstand from that. So I'm excited to talk about this stuff. Yeah, so am I. So, all right, well, let's just jump into it. Uh, let's just start with the, let's start with controversy because everyone <laughs> loves a little bit of controversy, obviously. This is, so. why, this is why I asked why you were on Reddit. Um, I haven't been on there. I can only assume what is happening on there because of this. But go ahead. Oh, it's a, a total cesspool. Um, that just don't bother. So, well, I'm going to start with the most controversial thing about Gear 12 Plus. So they added two new pieces. So you can actually go five out of six on Gear 12. So you're very close to getting to Gear 13. But these next two pieces add a significant amount of gear. And something you're going to notice that really just set people off, and I'm going to try and do my best to straighten people out on this because they, I'm not, I'm not sure how people are thinking about it. But the new gear, I cannot adds, guarantee that I will agree with you. But let's continue. I'm that's, going to. That's what people you. love. All right, perfect. that's what people love anyway. So, so gear twelve adds twelve speed to every character in the game. Each piece adds plus six speed. 
So this is basically them increasing the stats of every character by 12 in the entire game. This is awful. It makes speed so much worse. It's all speed is already too overpowered. Just no. That's what I've been seeing everywhere. And I'm going to tell you why that is completely wrong. This actually negates speed. This actually makes speed less important than it was before. Where's my Trump wrong gif? I don't know. <laughs> wrong. Fake news. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. If, you, if you're increasing wait. something across the board by an equal amount, how, how is that making speed like... Why, why does that make speed okay, more important? You're cutting out a lot, does, but I'll tell you why it. it makes speed. Okay. Okay. Yes. Your point is completely valid, and I know where you're going to go with it, but the, your point only matters if everyone has those pieces. If not everyone has those pieces, does not does not make it even. So if only the top are getting those pieces and others are waiting three or four months to get them, then it is not diluting speed at all. It is pushing the top higher than the lower end. Now, will it not matter in five, six months? Probably not. Until people are equalizing themselves to the point where everyone is at the same level, it does matter. No, your point. You're talking how about if you add management. twelve to you're, no, you're, you're not. You're t- you, if you do not get the resources, you cannot manage them. They come from heroic Sith raid. If you are not finishing heroic Sith raid, you will never get the resources to manage. So, like I said, five to six months from now, when everyone's finishing, it won't matter. But right now, it matters. You're going to put people that are finishing it way above anyone else. That's the bottom line. That is what people are upset about because not everyone is finishing the heroic Sith raid like That's you and I true. are. That's true. That is why it is a problem for people because a lot of people aren't finishing it. So they don't even, they're never going to see these pieces, but they're going to watch people in their arena zoom past them as they get them without a way to catch up. They'd have to have god mods to the max to be at the same level as someone with moderate mods. And these pieces on their characters. That is why people are upset. Five months from now, six months from now, probably doesn't matter. Right now, matters. It's like that with all gear, though. I mean, it's been like that with gear 12 pieces so far. I mean, there's... But you get gear 12 from from every part of the raid. You don't have to be beating the heroic Sith to get that. Okay, that is true. I don't and you and you get it from territory battles and territory wars and everything, all those places. No, I don't so. disagree that there is going to be um, a dis- disparity as far as access to the gear. That is a hundred percent correct, and it it does give an advantage to those completing the heroic Sith raid, which there has always been an advantage for those completing the heroic Sith raid. One, because they're getting Treya. Two, because they're getting way more gear. The gear difference between Heroic Sith and Tier 6 even is significant. There is a big, massive difference between the amount of gear you get between those two. Now, so you've already got this gear difference, so that's not really changing. 
the speed itself is it is giving us a, a bit of a more advantage to the people completing heroic sith which is completely true however adding speed to it does not make speed any more important it actually dilutes the level at which it is important because everyone is gaining the speed and yes there is the uh, uh scarcity of resources that's what i was looking for scarcity of resources for this gear and you're right people will probably put it on characters that are required to be faster um i mean there will be a lot for management as far as that goes but adding speed to everyone all around dilutes the importance of speed and increases the importance of every other stat in the game by default i I'm having a hard time following your logic there unless everyone is getting those pieces. That's still going to provide a advantage. Okay. Let yes, me it, let yes, me put myself I'm not advantage. okay. I'm not saying beating the rogue Sith you shouldn't have an advantage. But you're already getting an advantage because you're getting Treya. These pieces are now also exclusive to the heroic sith raid yes the advantages of beating heroic sith are just out of control at this point with those pieces that's my opinion no and that's a fair argument i i mean i don't disagree that there is a this does create a much larger gap between those completing heroic sith versus those who are not there there's no question about that i'm not arguing that but what I am arguing is the fact that adding the speed to the characters in any context, I mean, it it dilutes the value of the speed. I mean, adding speed, adding more speed is all is good unless you're giving everyone the opportunity to add equal speed, then it dilutes it. It makes it less Well, that, isn't that what isn't that what's happening? That was my other point. If every character can put these char- these pieces on and get the same amount of speed, why does it matter that the speed is there? They could have left it off and it would have made no made this no no the, what? No, that's my point is by everyone getting speed, speed becomes less important because it is diluted it dilutes the value of mods with secondary speed. Because those mods now now add a smaller percentage of speed to the character. Which, hmm. which in turn, um, you're getting... I was going to say, it's, it's making the other stats more valuable because speed is kind of a... It's a fixed number on the mods, in a way. Um, you're capped at the amount that you can increase it. Yeah, I, I I'm just not looking forward to the next five months of people trying to figure out how to beat heroic Sith that haven't yet, and everyone else moving that much further in front of people. And 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 that's a that's another argument we can have. That I mean, I don't disagree. So if you're in a guild that is not complaining heroic Sith, but you're in an arena with a lot of people that are already being heroic Sith, you are going to be behind the eight ball. There is no question about that. They're going to be getting trained okay, before so you. Okay, so I think... 
I think we're on the same page then, because I don't have a problem with the speed. I don't have a problem with those being on the pieces. Um, I think that's the fact that everyone can equip these pieces and everyone can get that speed makes it the same for everyone with those characters. The problem I have is the fact that not everyone this these pieces aren't okay. They're maybe they're not readily available right now for everyone, but they will be, and. I don't know. I just think that that much speed as an advantage for three months is just going to drive some arenas crazy. Yeah, and that and, that's and a lot. Fair. And then I mean, and here's another point to that: a lot of people, a lot of people will play the game only for the arena, and if they only play for their for the arena and their guild isn't beating heroic Sith, there's a good chance that those people are going to just not be interested in arena anymore, which will mean they're not interested in the game anymore and drop out. So, I mean, it's a, it's a tough, they've already said, we know we've, we've talked about this. Um, you know, we, as the game changes, we know that they have said, this is intentional. They want that speed on there. I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what's going on there, but the, it is there on purpose. I just feel like it's a problem overall for balance between good players that are in a guild with their friends that aren't beating heroic Sith and players that are min maxing in the best guild they can find and getting those pieces. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough balance. I don't have a problem with the speed on there. I do not only because eventually it's all going to equalize. The problem Uh, is right now in the next few months, what it's going to do. I, I want to the something in chat brought this up, and I just kind of want to clarify my position on the speed issue. So, if you're in like the smaller number that you have from the beginning, and you're taking just a flat number and adding to it, the lower that number is, a higher percentage increase a flat number gets. So, if you have say a thousand offense, a mod with a hundred a hundred secondary offense is significantly more of a percentage increase in your overall damage than if you have 4,000 damage and you add 100. It's it's not the same. And that's that's what they're doing with mods by adding 12 speed to everybody. Everybody is increasing their speed pool, and therefore it's diluting it. And by adding more gear, they dilute offense secondaries as well. Any flat number does get diluted to some degree by adding... Uh, adding more, but speed it gets diluted more because of the way the percentages work. That was the most robotic I think I've ever heard you, but I think yeah. I caught your drift. My internet's <laughs> having a really rough day. Uh, what a terrible but, day to have rough internet. I know, but no. Oh well, uh, so yeah, the uh, the balancing issue could end up being a problem. That I don't disagree with at all because. It, I mean, even now, you look at the amount of like completely maxed characters that people who, say, always finish top 10 in the raid have versus people that don't finish in the top 10. There is a huge discrepancy between those. Oh, my God. I'm glad you brought this up. Let's not even talk about Gear 12 Plus pieces. Let's talk about the chance at full pieces only being for the top 10 and anyone out of the top 10 on the heroic Sith now does not have a chance at a full piece. What the hell was that? 
It's interesting. Interesting. See, the problem I have is you usually get top ten, so it's not an issue for you. And then, then, then I'll go over another idea from this. This We didn't even cover this in the notes, so we'll just kind of cover it now. But A, now only the top ten has a chance at a full piece. Anyone out of the top ten does not. That's a problem for me. Second thing, and I haven't seen how the rewards have been changed, but they took... They resegmented the way the raids go, so I'm really interested to see if. So they segmented it to what, uh, one through one through three, and then th- four through ten, ten through twenty, and then twenty one through fifty. That's the way the new section is. My question is: Do you have to get top twenty to get six shards now instead of top thirty? Okay, so shards, uh, the top ten still get seven. And then right. all the way 11 through 30 still get 6, and then 31 through 50 get 5. So it's just the gear that The gear changed. boxes are the only thing that's changed is what it appears. Uh, the currency still the same, all of that. All they did was change the gear boxes. So the red gear box that used to be top 3 only is now top 10. That is the one that has a pretty good chance at dropping full gear. And then um, the top three do get a slightly better second gearbox that has, you know, a lot of the new stuff in there. Um, Then you have, you know, the rest of the top ten, they get a certain gearbox. And then the next next ten get the next gearbox. And then everyone else, those next 30 people, they all get the same gearbox so it it definitely levels out the rewards more um the the chance the chance for full gear definitely changes the old stuff i think like you said i think there's only a chance of getting a full one if you're top 10 but the new gear there i believe there is still a chance to get full if i recall correctly so that might be the case. I'm not sure about that. And there is also an extra box that you get, a gearbox that they mentioned in that update. And I'm, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think that gearbox might give you a chance at a full piece of whatever's in that gearbox. And I don't know if that includes gear 12. So I'm not completely sure that you do not have a chance at a full gear 12 piece outside of the top 10. That that extra gearbox might have a chance in there, but the so the fact that it, it got completed just to that top ten section drives me nuts. And, okay, so but, the, but it does make me happy that the six shard thing is still the same because if they had dropped it from thirty to twenty, I'd have gone nuts because usually I I don't have the best raid time setup in in my own guild for my rating right. Like I yeah. I, I will gladly. I like to see us succeed. I will gladly put our raid times at what's best for everyone at my own peril. I don't care. Um, but I usually do not get a chance to fight in the Sith raid that often. Um, but when I do, for the most part, I'm 30 to 20, somewhere in there. 30 to 20, that is usually where I, I rank through my my fights. And so them dropping that just really hurt me specifically and uh i was not 
impressed and happy about it. So, all right. So, um, here's here's the way it breaks down. Uh, is this is for the Gear Twelve Plus? This is the new gear only. Uh, ranks one through three will have fifty to a hundred percent chance of getting a full Gear Twelve piece. Four through ten will have exactly fifty percent chance. Ranks eleven through twenty will have a 20 to 50 chance, and that will be 40% on average. And then uh, 21 through 50 will earn 20% to 50% of a Gear 12 piece, and that'll be 30% on average. So, um, they seem... Oh, something else is additionally ranks 1 through 10 have a small bonus chance to earn an extra fully crafted piece of Gear 12 Plus. Hmm. So, um, we will see exactly how all this tears out, and this is something we'll discuss next week, because I'm sure we'll have two more Sith Raids in by then, and we'll actually get the gear, and we'll get to look at it and analyze it. We'll both take screenshots of our gear this week and kind of dissect it next week on the show and kind of talk about it but um yeah people are a little up in arms about this as well i'll be curious to see exactly how it goes we kind of know what we're getting like as far as the way they break this down as far as what percentage on average you're getting for each spot that way you know how many raids it should theoretically take for you to get a piece to add to your character and that's kind of important, especially when you're talking about, you know, something that does have something as controversial as speed or some of the other stuff. Because there are some that have some pretty big bonuses as far as stats go. Oh, I, I knew this. I knew the gear thing was going to be something that we talked about for a while. It's just... And and then with the changes in the raid. Let, so let me mention another change that was made that wasn't in the update notes. Murking got completely destroyed. There, and, and, and I don't understand why people... Okay, this might make people mad on the high end. I don't understand why people are mad about this. It, was this. it was this way before. It should have been this way now that you were only supposed to get a certain amount of raids per week to get rewards for. They went in. They changed it so you cannot murk anymore to go to a, another guild, do another raid, get tray shards, and move back to your guild and get more tray shards. That is the way it was always intended to be. Now they fixed it so that does not happen. But people are upset about it. I don't. I, I convince me why that's a bad thing, and I will see your point. But at my, in my opinion, this is the way it was supposed to be, and it wasn't. And people have been using a way to get around that, and they fixed that. So I don't. If you're mad, it's because you were using a system that was supposed to be in place that wasn't, and now you're mad because it's gone. I don't understand. Yeah, that I'm. Um with you on I, I mean like congrats for the extra shards you got and the extra gear and everything hope you enjoyed it but yeah that's not the intention and hasn't been for quite some time so I don't feel yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah wipe your tears people up will with be your mad gear. About, honestly people people will get mad about anything so yeah. and you can for be the mad about part, that that's fine marking, but that's the that was the intention People marking, I mean, we're probably getting top 10 because generally if you're marking, you have a pretty good roster and can 
do good raid damage. And so, I mean, it's helping those people even more than, you know, it normally would if they were just, than the people they were helping, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. I, you know what? Okay. Merking just to get yourself Treya shards and a whole completely new guild filled with your other guild moving over and going back and forth is completely different to me than going from your guild to another guild to try to help them to beat the Heroic Sith Raid if they haven't yet. You know what I mean? That Yeah, that's true. Um, and I guess th- those are the two ways to mark. I mean, I'm sure both instances happen. So, yeah. well, my uh, my alt guild is doing that right now, trying to beat the Heroic Sith. Like we did a we did a Heroic Sith for the first time over. It sucked because I was it was days I was working, so me trying to get in there and get my scores in while working and sleeping was terrible. But we uh, Dagobah and Republic, we did it, and we got halfway through phase three. Um, for on the first try, which to me, I know people were disappointed that, that we didn't beat it, but to me, first try through middle of phase three is pretty damn good. So, um, but the idea next is, you know, we're going to bring in a couple people to try to push us even further on that to get to the point where we beat it, which is totally fine. I understand that, that murking, but the, but the problem now is when you, when you, when you cut out that murking process, People might not want to be there. So this is the other side. Playing devil's advocate, maybe. Or maybe it's just me talking. I don't know. But anyways, people might not want to do that now just because they won't get rewards for helping another guild beat it. You know what I mean? So it kind of might yeah. hurt murking, and it kind of helps with the Treyashard thing. I don't know. There, I'm bo- Both sides I can see. But the other thing, uh, the other thing with murking that I'd like to point out is if you merc, the way guild events are set up now, they are there's almost one always going on. So there's are very small windows to leave a guild and come back to still get the 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 uh, rewards for the guild event. So if you were living in the middle of a territory battle, which is what six days, then you don't get anything for it, you know. Or territory yeah. war over three days, you leave, you don't get anything for it. So it's it's there were small windows anyway. So if you were murking through territory battles and territory wars, you were already giving up something else to get those things. That's so. True. I mean, I can see like give and take in all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> but anyways, I, I do think that Treyas shards are probably more valuable than most other things. But you know, that's beside the point. All right, so. At uh, this very moment, for sure, because not there's not a lot of seven stars out there. I've yeah. seen screenshots of seven star Treyas, which I assume involve murking, but there are seven stars now. Once everyone's getting close to that seven star Treya, or there's a lot of them out there now, then it won't be as big of an issue. But right now, that's what they're trying to do. So, indeed. So, all right, that's uh. That's it for the gear talk. Why don't we talk about the ship's PVE? Because there were uh, some significant changes. I think there are two things that we need to mention right off the top before we dig in too deep in ship PVE. I've seen a lot of questions about energy. The ship energy does not count towards your 600. 
It is stated about your 600 that it comes from energy and cantina energy. It is clear there's those two specific energies. This will not be changed because if they had to change it, uh, then they would have had to increase the number of tickets uh, per person. Um, which, now that I mention it, don't sound so bad. Maybe more tickets per week. But then, you know, they'd just probably increase the tickets required to launch a raid and all that. It would essentially just be more hassle than it's worth. And um, they felt like this would be better for the community. So it is staying at 600 and will still only count regular energy and canteen energy. Will not be changing. The other thing. Let me point, th- let me just say something. I think, and this is just pure speculation, I think that that might change. Okay. I, th- I Even with ship energy in there, I think lower guilds that aren't completely focused, casual, let's say casual. I don't like the word casual, but I'll use it. Okay. Those guilds still might not have people at 600 every day. Even still. Even if you added ship energy in there. I think that they might go back on that in the future. I just I, a guess. The idea the idea behind that came when there were only two energy types. Yes. So 600 came 600 energy. That was the that was the requirement forever. There were always two energy types. Now there's a third. It does not include those two. Working as intended probably. Working as always probably not. I would guess that something like that would change. And that is possible. I mean, Megatory, if you spend that energy, because it it refreshes at the same rate as Cantina. I'm not sure how many times a day you get it. Twice, I think. It's once. So you get it at the 6 p.m. bonus energy time. So the Uh, way it is now, now you can get... um, I know you get it at least twice. You what ship energy? No, it's once because I collected it at six PM and it said twenty uh four hours until the next one. Um It's okay, so it's uh mine shows six PM six a- will be your next six refresh. Hours after uh yeah. I checked that, and I could have swore said something different. Okay, yeah, so it is once it is at your arena payout is when you get your bonus ship energy. Yeah, so your next, the way it is now, you get your cantina and your regular at noon. You get your ship and your cantina, not cantina, ship and regular at 6, and then you just get your regular at 9. So that's the way it is now. So you get but 165 they, energy per day for free for Cantina and ship. Let me just say this. I am so glad that this is at 6 p.m. and not noon. Because if you know me, you know <laughs> that half the week I sleep after work and miss the 12 o'clock yep. uh, refresh, which is the best one of the day. So being able to... If they the the fact that they didn't add ship on top of cantina and normal at noon makes me very happy because I always get the six p.m. refresh, so I will always get my ship one. Uh, I might not always get the cantina one, but I will definitely always get the ship one. So I was really happy with that. Yeah. 
So Yeah, very exciting. Something they need to do, though, is add the ship energy to the main screen with the other energy because you have to actually go into the ship cantina currently to see your ship energy. That's just a, a little, little frustrating. So the other thing with ships that I the best, love are so, the new maps. Okay, that I agree with completely. Okay. But before we go into that, I want to say um, the easiest way to see your ship energy is click on quests. So if ah. you click on quests and you go to your dailies, all of them are at the top. It'll tell you what it is. Easiest way to get to it, it's it's you can slide to the left, you can slide to the right in the cantina. It, it if you slide to the right to get to the uh, ships to see your ship energy, it's it's more than one movement with your finger, right? But if you just click on the quest button in the bottom right, when it pops up, it shows all your energies. So you can see it that way, pretty easy that way. Um, you don't have to slide over to ships, click ships to see your ship's energy. So it shows up on your quest screen. That is correct. It indeed works. Very nice. And and let me just point out, which was, was said to us by um, CG, you asked about this. The odds of the ship cantina stuff being put on the main screen is very low right now. I think there must be some kind of issue with the way it shows up on the main screen to put the ship energy on there uh, with their coding as being a problem. So right now it's not a thing that they are looking at doing. So the when you look for your ship energy, definitely go to your quest screen. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so let's talk about these maps. These maps are awesome. My favorite one. So there's the one that's like the planet is humongous. I, is it Coruscant? I believe. Where it has yeah, yeah, all the it's Coruscant because it has and everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was really cool. I thought the coolest part of it was I was using Admiral Akbar's ship, and whenever he calls like the other ships that come in and they start firing, there's like this big bright moon like right next to it. I don't know that it looks really cool uh, in correlation with the rest of the map. It is just absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, the, the the new maps are amazing. They are just really, really well done. The art guys are killing it at the moment. Yeah, though the there's another one, and I haven't gotten to it, but I've seen uh, screenshots of the planet where half of it is destroyed, and there's like it's like being sucked out of the side of it. I don't know what uh, I don't know what planet it is and what the uh, what level it is on the ship fleet table, but that one is pretty badass too. Yep. No. All right. Yeah. So people probably not got through all of the tiers yet. And so we might as well talk about them. What you get from the, uh, the hard notes on all the battles. So I'm just going to run through this list real quick. You will be able to find these. Um, on our show notes, if you go to shatteredorder.com slash episode slash 103, you'll be able to find this. Uh, so, 1A, Clone Sergeant, Clone Sergeant Ship. 1C is the TIE Fighter. 1E is Resistance X-Wing. 2A, Sunfox Starfighter. 2B, Slave 1. 2C, Bastan's U-Wing. 3A, Pose X-Wing. 3B, Umbaran Starfighter, 3D, Scimitar, 4A, Gauntlet Starfighter, 4B, TIE Advance, 4D, 
is my boy Darth Sion. Yay! What? What? Right? Ship, 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 ship. Badass character. Yeah. What? I know. I was so, so glad to Two. see that. Two hard nodes now you have to f- yep. to farm Darth Sion. And I have a very healthy guess as to say that this is probably the hard node that you will see the most farming of across the board. Yeah, um, no doubt about it. New players, newer players will probably farm different ships in there, which makes perfect sense to get a little extra shards along with your fleet shipment uh, um, farming. But as far as long-time players go... If you don't have Darth Sion at seven stars, you're probably going to be farming that node and his regular energy node. Yep. Like, sure. I know that's what I'm going to be doing. That's what I'm doing. So, uh, I got there already and farmed it, and then I'll be farming it again tomorrow. Um, I've gotten through the five, uh, you know, stage five normal, and I'm into the hards. When you get to the hard ones, 5A, you get one Zeta. Two reinforcement mats and two ship omegas for beating it the first time. Amazing. Okay, rewards. but 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 let's talk about difficulty <clears throat> on beating it. Okay, well I guess the more difficulty is getting three star than beating it. But even just beating it for some people is going to be a nightmare, right? Yeah, that's the rumor. I haven't been there. I don't know what to say about it, but I have seen from a lot of game changers talking about this is that the five, five, five on hard nodes are just out of control, difficult right now, even with completely maxed out ships. Yep. I don't have those, so good luck to me. I mean, this is one of those things that I'm going to go to where like the 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 heroic, not heroic. Whatever they call it, absolutely insane tier of bat, uh, assault battles are where I just don't worry about beating them right now. Mythic. That's how I'm going to do you with the five ass. Yeah. Mythic is heroic. Uh, Mythic is legendary, Vince. There's another name for assault battles, but I can't remember oh. what the name is right I now. I thought those were Mythic but, too. But. Are they Mythic? Maybe they use Mythic across the board. But Maybe. I don't. There's there's certain mythics I do not even mess with on assault battles. These these five A heroics. The once I try five A, and if I get absolutely destroyed, the odds of me going in there before I max out my ships is probably pretty small, Un, unless they change the difficulty. But yeah. it, it, that those five five dot heroic ship hard nodes apparently are. Complete and utter hell. So. And it's not just the hard nodes. The normal ones are extremely difficult, too. 5e, um, I had quite a bit of hell beating. I, I mean, they, yeah, they, they're not easy. They are very difficult. Um, so, yeah, take, take care whenever you get in those and pay attention. They are, they are not easy at all. Chewbecca, I auto till 5D. That's going to upset some people. I'll make sure to point out that comment in chat to all the people this week. I wonder if she's talking normal or hard. Uh, I'm guessing hard. <laughs> I, I think she's talking normal because she said 5E, the TIE fighter pilots killed her, and that's the one I had uh, I had an issue oh, with. Okay, normal. Okay. All right. Scratch that. I won't say anything. 
but yeah, that's it's it's yeah interesting. I I I'm not there yet. I'm I haven't bought refreshes on it only because there's there's nothing so far that I've beaten that I really need to spend refreshes on yet. Once I get to Darth Sion, probably that's where I'll be. But yeah, here's a question. Okay, so just random thought in my head. Do hard do we know yet if hard nodes in ship battles count towards your hard node completions on dailies? I think it says light side hard nodes and dark side hard nodes, doesn't it? Is there one that's just Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, nodes? you're right. It is dark side and light side. So you do know, and we have answered the question. Thank you, Wink. Good job. It's what I do. I do my best to help. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we don't know what else is on the rest of the ship PVE 5 yet. Um, you know, we'll see. I'll I'll work on beating them tomorrow probably. And, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, I definitely want to be that 5A to get that Zeta. I tell you what, I need, so, last week, whenever I was upset about Darth Maul, like, words can't describe the things I would do to have that Zeta back right now. Like, I need... Yeah, because it should be on Wampa. You should have Zeta Wampa. Whatever. What do you mean, no? I'm I'm gonna show you an amazing run using Wampa. Okay, okay, hold on. If 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 it's between Grandmaster Yoda and Wampa, I'm sure you would have done Grandmaster Yoda. But if it was only between Maul and Wampa, you should have zated Wampa. That I don't disagree with. It was a mental lapse on my part. It was a complete, total brain fart, and there's no excuse. I don't disagree. I'm glad that you, you know what, I relent to you often, but you don't relent to me very often. So that, the fact that you did makes me feel warm and fuzzy well, inside. There's no, the, what, I couldn't possibly pull an argument from anywhere against that. It's just stupid. So <laughs> you covered Range Trooper in your video earlier this week. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about that awesome guy? I would love to. I just brought him up because I thought you might have said that. And, uh, okay. Um, I, so we've been accused recently of gushing about everything that happens. I don't want to be accused of gushing about Range Trooper over what he is. So let me just say this Range Trooper is an amazing character. Range Trooper also probably doesn't add more than what's in the the Imperial Trooper kit right now than what's there now. It's probably not going to add so much. It's not going to make you viable in Arena. It might make... It, I will say it'll probably make you get better scores than the Heroic Sith in Phase 2. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to quantify how good this character is since he is a character that's a marquee and you'd have to pay for. I will say this, he's a lot of fun. He has a lot of damage to the Imperial Trooper team. Um, I'm going to gush about him just because I think he's fun. Whether you want to buy him or not, that's on you. Um, I thought about buying him, but uh, then I thought not about buying him because I have no money. So, anyways, he's a really cool character. But anyways, let's go over him now that we know that... um, you have a lot of Imperial Trooper options. He's now another one. You know he's going to buff up your your output 
damage total. So there's that. But uh, as far as transcendent character for the Imperial Troopers, I don't know if that's him, but he will help you in Heroic Sith. So um, range trooper, alignment, dark side, obviously, like all troopers. Categories, Empire, Imperial Trooper, and Support. He's an aggressive Empire support that provides an Imperial Trooper allies with assist chance. Uh, Ypez Trent says, range trooper dresses like a pimp. Gotta get him ready, geared to gold, baby. Yes. Uh, he's also known as Pimp Trooper. There he is. Um, I did not so expect sweet. when he... I did not expect when he came into the game for him to also have those badass um, um, magnetic boots. But uh, yeah. he has them, and then it is a big part of his first special, so it, it's kind of cool. But uh, I'm I'm gushing in. So here we go. Basic is basic is called take aim. This thing is going nuts. All right, take aim. Final text: Deal physical damage to target enemy. This attack deals thirty percent more damage if range trooper is buffed. So let me just first say this: range trooper is almost always going to be buffed in an imperial trooper team. You're not going to always, maybe you're not going to always use them in an Imperial Trooper team. You might use them in, in, in an Empire team because a second special deals with Empire, not just Imperial Troopers specifically. But in an Empire Trooper team, there is a good chance that he is always going to have at least one buff on him, which means he's going to be doing 30% more damage. And in most of my testing with this character, he was doing one or 10k to 25k damage on his basic depending on how you have modded and for a basic and not surprisingly in an imperial trooper team that is really good especially for a support he's not an attacker he's a support so i love his damage his basic has a lot of extra damage on it special one steady cooldown three all empire allies empire not just imperial troopers so he is he can be used in an Empire team, not just Imperial Trooper. All Empire allies gain protection up 40% for three turns. Gives you a buff to give you a protection up. So kind of a heal, but it's something that disappears after three turns. But also, for Imperial Troopers, he will. all Imperial Troopers recover 30% protection. So it is a protection heal. And gain retribution for three turns. So not only that. So if you're on an Imperial Trooper team, you're getting 40% protection up, 30% protection heal, and uh, and uh, retribution. So that's not the end of the ability. Um, is it? Where am I? Okay. Then another random ally attacks and ranged trooper assists them. So he does all that healing. Then he calls someone to assist. They get full damage on their assist, and he assists them. So he gets full damage on his basic, basically. So not only is it a good heal that adds retribution to your whole team, it's also a damaging attack with an assist. So think of Geonosian Soldier if he had a heal on his special. Really good attack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Last ability. So this guy has three ability, and this is what I love about this guy. Kind of like Sith Assassin. Three abilities. Very easy kit, but very effective kit. His unique. Power in numbers. Range Trooper has 70% tenacity while he is buffed. Like I said already, he's probably going to always be buffed. 
So 70% tenacity. While ranged trooper is active, Imperial trooper allies have 50% chance to call another buffed Imperial trooper ally to assist. Lots of buffs in Imperial troopers, lots of people to assist. 50% chance to call someone to assist. Um, that assist does 20% less damage. Now let me just say this. Calling in these people to assist when they have a crit damage F buff or an offensive up buff or a crit chance up buff, which is all these things that these guys always seem to have on them. Most characters, if they're getting that assist, are doing... Let's say if they just use their basic. They call in another guy to assist. They're doing like thirty to 45,000 damage on their basic attack with the assist. Like... The numbers are out of control having this guy on the team. Like, I, it's, I don't, I, it's, this guy adds a lot of offense to Imperial Troopers. That's all I can say. Like, the 50% is a coin flip on whether they assist or not. And they, it probably all evens out over time, but you see it happen and you think it's happening all the time. And the damage output from that is massive. So if you watch the video I put out, this week, you'll see I did the Imperial Pro Droid mission in Dark Side Territory Battles with Range Trooper in there. So I used Veersley, Stark, Range Trooper, Shore Trooper, and Death Trooper. Those guys ate through that mission without losing protection. Like, that's how crazy it was. This guy adds so much uh, damage to the team, it's, it's amazing. Um... I myself will be waiting till I can farm him. I would like to buy him, but I just don't can't see where he adds to the team enough to warrant not waiting to get him. But he is really, really good. And I could see people doing that just to have him in the team to do better in like so let's say phase two of the heroic Sith raid. If you're having your guild's having trouble beating that, this is a dude that you can add to your team and not take away from checks mix by taking Death Trooper and putting him in that that Trooper team in Phase Two. So take out Death Trooper, throw in Range Trooper at Phase Two with a Thrawn led Trooper team. You're going to get good big damage in Phase Two with this dude. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on him? I have not talked to you about him at all this week. It'll be raw, straight from the heart. Tell me what you think about Range Trooper. Um, I think he's pretty awesome. I think he is one of the better troopers, but if you already have a trooper team, I don't know how much need there is, but if you don't have a trooper team, I think he's one of the top troopers to get just because of, like you said, the synergy, everything he adds to the team. I, I mean... You definitely want him in a trooper team, but, you know, if you're a longer-time player and you've already got your team built, you know, I think you're good to go. But if you're a newer player and you haven't started working on your troopers yet, you know, wait until he becomes available. I think he's going to be a really good one to farm. Absolutely. I'm really hoping that he's more of a Cantina character than a hard-node character because once he drops in that Cantina... Everything drops for me. I'm taking that dude. That's something else to think about is these hard-node characters are probably not going to slow down. We're probably going to start seeing more in the ship uh, the ship PV battles as well. But hopefully, one thing that we'll see is maybe them doubling up and giving us two hard-nodes to start farming some of these really difficult characters. Yeah, for sure. And you've seen that already kind of like with Scion, so... 
Hopefully that exactly. is a thing that actually happens. Yep, for sure. Uh, Chewbacca asked in the chat, you'd be the one to answer this question. Do you think he's going to be an arena guy? Okay, so I fought Treya teams with the trooper team. I tried the trooper team that I did in the videos. So Veers, Stark, Shore, uh, Death Trooper, and Range Trooper could not beat it. I tried it with Thrawn lead taking out Stark. So so Stark taking out Stark, leaving in everyone but Stark. So Thrawn for Stark, putting Thrawn in the leader spot. That one still had a problem. Um, I don't see this him becoming an arena character. Um, I'd have to try a few more other things. Uh, there's something that's been mentioned to me is Gar Saxon as a... Not maybe a leader, but even as an, in another spot, because of his unique granting him the ability to assist on assists. Yep. Um, that's a lot of assists from Gar. Um, I have not tried that out too much in Arena yet. I tried one battle with it against Treya. It did not work. But I have not tried it against Palpatine, JTR, a lot of those other, or Rex, a lot of those other Arena teams right now. It did not work against Treya, but... Um, yeah, that's it's, it's. I don't see that as a thing, uh, range trooper in arena. But you know, uh, there are a lot of great theory crafters out there in this community. So I, I can't say that it won't happen, but I don't see it. So yeah, cool. Um, I guess that's it for range so, trooper. Why? So we did the double video. Um, I did mine on Range Trooper. You did yours on your favorite character in Star Wars in I general. Did. So so excited. Let's get down to the nitty gritty um, with this Grandmaster Yoda rework. They finally reworked they the did. least valued legendary character, and you can tell us whether that is worth it or not. Um, I'll reserve my judgment. For a few minutes, and if you haven't watched my video, you can go to our video, uh, or sorry, our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shattered Order, and you can find my video of me using him in Arena Phase 1 and Phase 2 of the Heroic Sith Raids, in which I find him to be quite useful. Um, Alright, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going through and talk about the things that they changed. Uh, something else is our interview that we just did with the developers. It'll be out about the same time as this podcast. We talked about a lot about Yoda, but we didn't really dive into his kit. So I'm going to kind of do that a little bit right now. A couple of things that they really changed is making Ataru and Unstoppable Force change those from physical damage to special damage. And this is significant because of the base number that they start at. So I was looking at my Yoda, and I think his physical damage is roughly 2,800, and his special damage was roughly 4,700. I mean, that's close to around an 80% increase in damage right off the bat by doing that on those two abilities. So not only that, but they inflict potency down for one turn on his basic. And this is actually to make his leader ability more viable. Whenever I first saw it, I thought of it as a uh, kind of a counter to Palpatine. But... um, According to developers, it's actually a way to make his tenacity up and his bonus tenacity even more potent, which it obviously does. Uh, Now, he had 
you know, the part where if they have more than 50% health, Yoda gains 40% turn meter and foresight for two turns. However, they added if the enemy is less than 50% health, Yoda gains offense up and defense penetration for two turns whenever he uses his basic, which is huge. This is another way to give Jedi offense up. And this, I mean, he can do it on his basic, which is awesome. It, which It's only himself, but he then spreads it. And we'll talk about that in a second because it's so much easier for him to spread stuff. Now, uh, his first special, Masterstroke, all they did was give him an immediate bonus turn if there's one other living Jedi ally, which is amazing because this is the ability that goes and it steals all the buffs, so he can steal the buffs and immediately spread them. This is a huge change. This is, I mean, this completely changes the way he works because not only can he easily spread stuff, but it essentially reduces the cooldown of all of his abilities by one immediately whenever he does it. So that's obviously really useful. His second special used to have a 70% chance of removing 70% turn meter. Now it's a 100% chance. And this ability does just some ridiculous damage. With this, I was doing, I think, 95,000 in the raid. And then, you know, he was doing 60,000 or so in arena. He can really do some awesome damage with this ability. Should not be understated on how good it is. And it's now a guaranteed 70% turn meter reduction, which is, I mean, just massive for sure. The other thing is uh, Battle Meditation. So they actually reduced the cooldown. This used to be a five-turn cooldown. It's now four, which is really nice. And it's really three if you use Masterstroke for it. And uh, they added Protection Up. This just makes him a little bit more tanky because he's incredibly squishy. And Protection Up can be really important, especially if you've got like General Kenobi on the team who already has a lot of protection. Giving him 30% Protection Up, I mean, just makes him that much more tanky. And this is nice because it can spread to everybody. It's It really makes your team a lot more survivable. And I'm a huge fan of just that change. But that's not all they change. He now gets the 35% turn meter no matter what. It used to be a coin flip. And he also gets an additional 10% turn meter for each uh, other living Jedi ally. Now, the... Uh, those last parts, the additional 50% chance to gain turn meter and the 10% turn meter, as well as uh, gaining foresight. That's all part of his Zeta ability now. They reworked what his Zeta does. They didn't actually change, you know, it had a Zeta before and still does. So the big thing, though, is we get to the leader ability, and this leader ability is a huge game changer <laughs> for the Jedi. It is absolutely awesome. Especially in phase one of the Heroic Sith raid. This completely makes an entirely new team viable. If you like, if you don't have RJT, you may now have a chance to start tackling the Heroic Sith raid without RJT. That's why this rework is so big. It's Or, or just sorry to interrupt, if you were stalled in phase two... Yes. You may have a phase one solution to move your RJTs to phase two to beat phase two with your RJTs That's to move point. on to phase three. Yep. So there's a lot of different options you can get now with Grandmaster Yoda teams in phase one 
and move it sliding your RJTs if you only have 25 of them to phase two. So, indeed. All right. So, let's go ahead and dig into what it, it, it part of the leader ability before was the additional 30% tenacity and giving 30% turn meter whenever somebody resists a debuff, and then they would also gain tenacity up whenever they suffered a debuff. What they added was they okay, so it's still 30% tenacity up, and whenever a Jedi resists a debuff, they gain 30% turn meter, crit chance up for two turns, and crit damage up for two turns. That is huge. I mean, damage. Yes. Take that defense into offense. And I mean, crit damage up and crit chance up is is incredibly valuable, especially for a character like Ezra. I mean, this makes Ezra a total monster. Forget Qui-Gon Jinn lead anymore. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, no need to Zeta his leader ability. Don't bother if you were considering it. This is the Jedi leader ability. Uh, for, for damage or turn meter gain or whatever, this is the ultimate leader ability for them. And All right, so choo-choo, I'm taking this train off the track. I gotta ask you. Okay. Do you think that Okay, we don't see them more on the high end, but more in the middle middle of the uh, player range. There used to be a lot of Kaigon Jin walls for Jedi. Do you think that we'll see more Grandmaster Yoda lead defense teams, or people will save those teams for offense? I think they might save them for offense because this team will tear through Emperor Palpatine. I mean, this this team really does. If it's a Sith team... And it's, or, I mean, it could be Vader lead, Emperor Palpatine lead. I, I don't, th- as long as it's not Treya lead, it can, it can still beat Treya lead. But the crit avoidance is kind of a big damper on what this ability does. But if it's anything besides that, I think this team will totally wreck through them in Territory War. So, I mean, that's going to be absolutely huge for them. And the other big thing is Grandmaster Yoda, his leader ability makes him immune to shock. And this is this is really good because this helps counter Emperor Palpatine and that it's not going to prevent him from gaining turn meter. The turn meter gain train will not quit on Grandmaster Yoda because he has a lot of ways of gaining turn meter. You know, a full Jedi team, he gets 75% from battle meditation. He can get the 40% from his basic. He gets the bonus <laughs> turn from one of his specials. I mean, every one of his abilities has something to do with turn meter gain. Like, he removes the 70%. Like, the worst turn meter gain that could possibly happen is if there are no other Jedi on the team and he uses battle meditation, he only gets 35%. Like, he is just a turn meter manipulating gremlin like it just so awesome <laughs> i who am, fed who fed mogwai after midnight uh, yeah that's that's completely true so i'm a big fan big big just huge fan of this rework uh i think probably the best full jedi team for arena especially is going to be grand uh grandmaster yoda with hermit yoda with ezra old ben and general kenobi um I mean, that that team can mop up Sith without too much effort, especially, 
you know, if if there's Trey in there, you probably need the Zeta on Ezra, from what I can tell, because that 50% damage on him just really makes him insane. So, my question, because I'm about to switch to this team on my alt account, what Zetas are needed? Do you need both Grandmaster Yoda Zetas and Ezra? Or do you not need Ezra's? Do you not need both Grandmaster Yoda's? Or do you need all three? Okay, so let's do this thought experiment. Let's say that you're making a team that has Ezra and Grandmaster Yoda, and you only have two Zetas to give. And you're doing a Jedi team, you have to have his leader ability done. Uh, like, it is, if you're going to do a Jedi team, you this is this is what you go with. It's by far the best. It offers the most. It is absolutely great. So I think it's that one, no question. The other thing, I would say Ezra over Battle Meditation. So Battle Meditation does add foresight. It gains you... It ups it to the 100% chance of gaining 35% turn meter and the additional 10% turn meter for each other living Jedi ally. Um, Don't get me wrong. The guaranteed 75% turn meter gain on Battle Meditation is absolutely great and the foresight is really useful. But he can still gain foresight from his basic ability and still spread it that way. You can't get the type of damage. Ezra's special is one of the best, strongest, most hard-hitting abilities in the entire game. And you really do. I think you need it if you're going to do a Jedi team. I really do. Um, it's... Okay, well, that's that's why I asked because... I have two Zetas on my alt ready to go, and uh, I was going to use them both on Asajj, but now I'm really thinking about putting them on Yoda and Ezra. I just want to make sure those two were good enough to make them arena viable, and I didn't need three, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he. this is by far my favorite. We, we God bless we 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 were we rework that has been done it is <laughs> it is really awesome and like i said they didn't change his base stats but in a way they did by converting by going to special damage instead of physical damage i mean it's that is a huge increase in the damage output that he's going to do um so as far as raids heroic sith raid phase 1 um god who, who can you look up who it was that did the video on that? Because I cannot remember. But it was... what? Uh, there was another game changer that did a video that got, I think, 6 million in Phase 1 with this team using the Grandmaster Yoda lead, Hermit Yoda, uh, Visas, Ezra, and Qui-Gon, I believe. And that team... Visas is needed because she's a significant amount of the damage. She was almost half of it because of the way she gets called in so often. Um, yeah. You can, I mean, you can still do a lot with this team without Visas, um, but I think you're probably going to need, like, maybe a General Kenobi or something a little bit tankier. And Hermit Yoda is pretty important to that team. But. It is so good. It really, really is. Uh, it is, I mean, it's the best um, 
alternative to RJT. It's really the only alternative to RJT at this point. Uh, as for Phase 2, I've got a plan. I don't know how it's going to work because I haven't tested it yet. But I'll tell you what I did test. I did test Boba Lead with Wampa, Hermit Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda, and Grand Admiral Thrawn. And it was awesome. Being able to give offense up to Wampa is fantastic. Uh, you know how hardy it's already. Adding 50% to that is just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, he starts hitting for 100,000 way earlier than he does otherwise. And you give him a little bit of additional defense penetration, which is the defense penetration up that he does is plus 150. So it's a little bit more than what a bayonet gear 12 piece does. So it is a pretty good amount. And like I said, the protection up is the other thing. He can really help protect that team a lot. Uh, especially, you know, um, uh, Wampa. Wampa gets, is it 40? What? What? You've woken me from my slumber. I figured. Uh, Wampa has 40% additional offense whenever he has protection up. He gives himself protection up, but now he can also have Grandmaster Yoda do it because that's basically like offense up for him. This is another way to mm-hmm. give him that and keep him at even more protection so that that doesn't fall off, which is crucial. So I think he's a really good pairing there too. Um, I think what I'm going to do, what my plan is, I'm working on getting my Zetas ready. I don't know if I'm going to do Battle Meditation or Grandmaster's Guidance yet. I will probably do Battle Meditation first, um, just because I think it's going to be... Didn't you just tell me to do the Leader ability? Yeah, but you're trying to build a Jedi team. I am not trying to build a full Jedi team. Okay, okay, I gotcha. I am trying to make Grandmaster Yoda be an absolute total monster in Phase 2 of the Rogue Sith Raid, and I think the... Uh, turn meter game that he offers and the foresight and everything will make my team way better. So that's probably what I'm going to do. But you can bet the following Zeta will be his leader, Billy, because why not? And um, so this was something that was a little, I don't want to say controversial, but uh, this was very made very, very clear by um, Capgasp. This is not the beginning of a Jedi faction rework. There is not a Jedi faction rework coming. No Jedi rework. He was very clear. No rework coming. So, uh, and that's coming from the event guy. So you you got to know that they're trying to qual uh, squish any rumors that are out there. So yeah, he is kind of sucks. But here's the good news: Grandmaster Yoda's leadership ability can make a lot of the Jedi viable where they are right now. So there's that, at least. Yep. And not only that, I mean, there's not a Star Wars movie coming this December. We have a long time before the next Star Wars movie. That There is plenty of time for, you know, introducing new characters or something along those lines at some point. So, you know, and... Never know. There may be a rework on the roadmap at some point down the future before the next movie. Uh, you know, we don't know. We'll, you know, we'll see. But um, we shall see. Uh, as I for will, now, can't never. 
as for that, now, this, that is, is a great thing they said is not on the calendar right now. So that does not mean it won't happen. It just means it's not recent. So yeah, yep. So who knows? We'll see. I God, I love this Grandmaster Yoda rework. It's so awesome. Such a fan. Um, I'm really excited to set that team up. On I just got it. As with always, I have to move mods around from my raid team now or arena team now to my jedi team and then i will be good to go so nice i'm I'm looking forward to playing with that one for sure well last week we started our q a and we did not finish it so how about we finish that q a what do you say we can see how far we can get that's for sure I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we can pump through them all tonight, but uh, yeah, let's see what we can do. So, QA, right. here we come. People had questions. We have answers. Hopefully, if the question is, isn't relevant now after this update, then we won't answer it. But we'll keep going. All right. So um, let me play this. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us, less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip (laughs) so as we get into this one thing i'd like to tell you about real quick um did you hear how good the sultry female's voice is in that drop i mean it's so clear just sounds great um <laughs> That's because of this amazing microphone from Blue Designs. The Spark SL Blackout is what Dan and I both use. Absolutely love them. So if you're wanting to get into making videos or strategy guides or do your own podcast or whatever, you obviously Gaming. need a microphone. Gaming of any, yes, live streaming, whatever, uh, which a lot of people do. Uh, Blue Designs, they have some great bundles for for gamers, uh, that's what they specialize in, like with their microphones. Their Yeti is so popular, used by a lot of different streamers. So if you need a microphone, go check it out, bluedesigns.com. Use the promo code SOPOD, and you can get 20% off your order. Such a great deal. Wait, and wait, wait. One-fifth of your order is just gone? Just disappears. But you still get the full What product. a great deal. Yeah, it's crazy. um yeah or you know these lovely headphones but why don't you tell us what the first question is all right first question here we go cats or dogs or both um not cats Not all right. We're on the same page. I have doc. I have a dachshund. You have beagles. We're good to go. Yeah. All right. So next question: the best lead for Treya Darth Nylon. Darth Nylon. I have no idea who that is. Hey, n- <laughs> new name for Nihilus. Darth Nylon. Sorry. Best lead for Treya Darth Nihilus Scion Squad. Zeta Palp. Zeta Maul. Treya Other. Not Maul. That's all I'm going to say. So, okay. 
apparently Maul is really good with Sith Assassin. There was actually a video about it. I haven't actually tested it because my Sith Assassin is pretty awful, to say the least. Um, they say Darth Maul can be really good with that team. But I think Treya and Emperor Palpatine are the two best, and I definitely think that's by a long shot. And what I think is kind of interesting, this is the wrench that Grandmaster Yoda kind of throws in. The uh, Treya lead, I think, all in all, is the best leader ability for them. Against Grandmaster Yoda? Against, no. um, Treya lead is the best in general. Against most teams that you're going to face in the arena. However, I feel like most people will not agree with that. That's fine. They don't have to agree with me. However, the <laughs> Emperor Palpatine lead, it is really good against Treya lead. I mean, it makes, it, it's, it's kind of incredible the difference that there is there as far as what they're good against. The Emperor Palpatine lead is awesome against Treya leads. Treya lead, not so great against Emperor Palpatine lead. But the Treya lead does seem, in my opinion, to be significantly better against most other teams. Whether it's, you know, CLS or Night Sisters or whatever else. And, um... So I guess that's kind of my answer. But as far as Grandmaster Yoda, what's interesting is Emperor Palpatine lead with Treya definitely beats Treya lead. But Grandmaster Yoda can now beat Emperor Palpatine lead. So you have a little bit of a three-way type thing going on here. You know, a uh, little paper, rock, scissor. That's what I was looking for. You know, if uh, if Grandmaster Yoda lead really gets thrown into the meta very strongly. Well, okay, so the second question on this next one kind of goes with this. So it's kind of funny. But uh, um, first order or resistance, and why? My answer: resistance, because you have can you can have two full teams, and they are just ridiculous. First order has a really good team, but you can only build one really good team with them. I feel like you can build two really good resistance teams. So I will go with resistance. How about you? Uh, yes, I agree. So the next question to that was Jedi or clones in arena. And I think that we've completely answered that on this podcast. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to answer that because you know, my answer, if you've ever listened to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Especially right, after so, this episode. Well, we know this dude doesn't like clones, so he would never pick them anyway. But anyways, okay. <laughs> Reiterating my stuck in Jaku question. All right, Chewbacca. Uh, somehow we skipped this last week, or did we? No, we went over this, didn't we? Which question? The, uh, what do you want? Yeah, we went over Chewbacca's question about what you'd rather be bit by. Yes, we did. The, uh, yes, okay. All right. Um, who will be the next legendary character in Y? Here's my guess. Django requiring clones. That's my guess. And the reason I say that is because clones had a, a short time of of relevancy with Heroic AT for probably four or five months where they were a 
big damage team in the heroic AT. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they really have ne- don't have a place, and I don't see a lot of people working on them, which is why I see them being a team that would be required for a legendary. And what better legendary to require them for than Django, who is the original clone? And something else that correlates to that's kind of interesting. A lot of the other Star Wars games and stuff are really focusing in on the Clone Wars era. So, I mean, I don't know if that's something that Lucasfilm is actually kind of pushing Star Wars games towards. And if so, that could be a direction that Swagger goes. And if so, that is a totally good option. That would actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I really hope Django goes. I... I hope that in this lull between movies, we do see more for, I don't, I, I know you don't really care, but all my clones are gear 11. So give me something to make the clones a little better than they are right now, which they're not bad. They're just really not used in anything right now. So give me something for those clones and I would be very happy. Yeah. Um, what's the next evolution of events? Cap has been focusing on mythics, but where does he take us next? I, okay, this is something that probably won't happen, but I really wish that they would revisit, um, what did they call the, okay, what did they call the heroic event, or the event for Ewoks with the ATST? Uh. A heroic battle? Yes. Yeah. That's what it was called. I really wish that they would relook at heroic battles and and whether or not they change the rewards for those because I don't think the rewards are what people like for them, but I think people really enjoyed the actual events of heroic battles. I really hope that heroic battles are something they relook into and bring back because many raids basically that you fight yourself with a, a faction of your of your roster are really fun and just to make them more epic wise because another, okay. So another one that's kind of like a heroic battle, but it isn't called that is the defense of Dathmere where you are fighting all of those. Uh, first you're fighting all the zombies, then you're fighting all the other night sisters. Then you're fighting a group of night sisters around a box. And so, okay, it's not that exciting. It's not an ATSD, but it's a box. It's something different that's not in any other part of the game. Those type of events, I think, are really fun. I think that they fell flat because they introduced new characters, and that was the only way to get those characters shards, and people didn't like that. Yeah. But I think those events are really fun, so I really hope that that's the type of event that they work on next is those really fun events where the rewards aren't something necessarily that you only get from that once a month, but they have good rewards and they're fun events. That's what I'm hoping for. You're up. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I've been racking my brain trying to think up something and I'll be honest. I love the assault battles. Just the, the long kind of drawn out battle that's pretty strategic. The only frustrating thing is, you know, when you get to like stage seven or whatever and you spent 10 minutes doing it and you lose, you're like, no. So <laughs> I'll just go and say what I want. I want something that is easier for a single person to play. Like 
I, I've gotten to where I really enjoy raids a whole lot. And it would be awesome if we had something similar that a person could do kind of more by themselves rather than having this kind of deadline or whatever. Um, I think it would be really cool to have like a raid tournament. So the, oh, the, this is my idea. If we had, if they brought back tournaments, but made it to where it was like, say, a phase of the raid, and you had to do as much damage as possible, and your damage scores for a team rank you, uh, you know, you basically get ranked based on your damage. You could either do it one team, or you only get three teams, or whatever, but something along those lines would be really cool. It would be using stuff that's already in the game um, and then just kind of making a tournament out of it. And that doesn't sound too difficult to me. I mean, tournament's something they've already done before. It would just kind of be logging scores and registering it. I mean, I'm not a coder. I don't know how much effort goes into something like that. But, like, you could take a phase of the Rancor, perhaps, and maybe just stack his health up like crazy and see how far you can go or up his tenacity to where you can't take turn meter or something along those lines. I think you could implement stuff that's already in the game in a tournament format and actually make it kind of interesting rather than like the previous tournament format where it was so difficult. And I also feel like from CG's perspective, that would incentivize people to maybe focus more on certain characters and maybe mods and things like that to help do better and rank higher in those tournaments. I actually really like this idea. and My main reason for liking it is that it, it incentivizes individual players to work on something that in the end, the guild will use more of. Um, for example, so Let's say there's players out there that aren't really guild. They're not really guild oriented. They're not really raid oriented. Whatever. What do you do with those players to make them try harder to get teams that are good in the regular raid? Right. Yeah. Well, throw individual uh, events out there where they will do better and get better rewards if they level up teams that are good in the raid. Yep. Now, the only reason I can say that that would be an interesting thing for them to change is they've never really said, hey, these are raid teams. This is what you need to build a team around to be good in this raid. They've never done that. They've left that to the community most of the time. Mm -hmm. So that would require them saying something or those people to find those best teams for those areas. So if if it's completely left on players, some players might just give up on that event and not do it just because they don't want to try to find those teams. But I think the overall idea would be good because it would incentivize individual players on finding teams that are more guild oriented and will end up helping their guild. Even if they're not guild oriented, you know what I mean? Yeah. And something else like once, once a guild beats whatever raid it is they're working on, they don't really have an incentive to work on those teams anymore because each raid kind of has certain teams that are just really good at it. And, you know, once you have that, there's you don't really need to work on it. If your guild's beating it, what's the point? It's like, 
unless you unless you are a person that really raids all the time. But it seems like there's a pretty decent portion of the guild generally that just doesn't do the raids. They're like, hey, I'll collect my rewards, and I don't even have to put forth the effort. But if there was something to where, you know, you could kind of do on your own terms rather than, you know, having to be at a specific time because that's the way most guilds do it, you know, it could really incentivize people to really gear up some of these characters that they may not otherwise gear because they don't need to. So. Okay, next question. Uncle Undercover Klingon. Star Wars Galaxies was a great game that died, in my opinion, because of OP rework to Jedi. What do you think devs should avoid to stop Swugga from dying? That's a tough question. I mean, there's, there's, that is a very, that's a very hard question to answer. Um, it seems like there's a lot of smaller things over time that cause large groups to quit at a time. Like Gear 12 Plus, I could see that causing certain people to quit. It's not going to be my thing, obviously. It's not going to be a lot of people's thing, but it might be some people's thing. What they what 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 would require everyone to quit is a hard thing to decide. It would just, I think it would have to be for if I were to venture, I guess it would have to be anything that would end free to play viability. Um, this That's game, a good point. this this game has always been about. There's a point where free to play can still be top of the arena, and still be good despite not paying a cent. And uh, if you want if you want the thing to die, I think that the biggest thing they could do was to shut out free-to-play players. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people spending money on this game, and we always say that, that uh, the money is what keeps the game going, and it does, but uh, so does player numbers, right? So if the only players playing a game are those willing to play and you drive out all the free-to-play players, I think that would definitely kill the game. So, um, free-to-play... Pay-to-play players always need someone to beat up on, right? (laughs) In arena or... Or territory wars or whatever. So, you always got to have both sides. Uh, Shutting out free-to-play would be probably the end of the game. That's my guess. Uh, That's a really good answer, and I... I agree with you. That would be a really good way to do it. Um, Because that is the great thing about this game is you can be strategic and totally compete at any level as a free-to-pay player. And, um, I mean, if you took that away, I definitely think that that would would cause some issues. Um, Like you said, the Gear 12 Plus, I mean, there are a lot of people outraged. Like, Reddit's... Reddit's burning right now, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I think something else that would really help would be finding. I, I honestly think introducing six dot mods that have less secondary speeds than five dot mods, but have bigger bonuses on the primary stats and some of the other stats. I actually think that could be something that would maybe keep a lot of people from 
wanting to move away because it seems like a lot of people do get frustrated with the speed thing. It feels like it's the only thing that matters sometimes. And if you make a lot of these other stats a lot more viable, I do, you know, in a significant way and incentivize people going for mods that don't have speed, I think that could be really useful. Yeah, sure, that might that might pull things a li- little further away from the the annoyance of that speed secondary. I could say this, I've I've played my friend's account that's 3 almost 3 and a half million galactic power and he did not know how to farm mods, but almost all his characters are gear 11 or 12 and Playing those characters in anything other than playing those in most places that doesn't really matter, but you throw that in arena and the raids without good mods that you can put on those really good geared characters. If you can't put speed on those characters, it's not as fun to play because despite the gear, you're not doing well. Yep. Or you're not doing as well as you could, I should say. Yep. So I mean Finding a way to get away from speed would be great. Now, I think we've moved. You, we've already talked about this, and you probably don't agree, but right now I think we've gone the opposite way of what what I wanted it to do with the extra speed on those pieces, at least for the next four to five months, than the way I wanted to go. But I think at some point they have to figure out a way to make it so there should Mods should not only be good if they have good speed on the secondary. I don't think that was ever their intention. Or offense. I don't think that's what they wanted. Yeah. I don't think that that's the way mods were intended, but that's the way it is. And and taking the, just deciding to one day take speed off of all of mods. Let's say they wanted to fix mods by taking speed off of everything but the arrow. Would be a good fix, but guess what? Half the people would complain, bitch, be mad, quit, everything, because they've spent so much money and time and everything else trying to get those types that it, now that they're gone, they've wasted all that time, you know? Yeah. So they're kind of painted into a corner where they have to figure out where I can't take this away, but I got to find a way to make it not matter as much. So. Yeah. I just hope within the next year we can find a way to make that not matter as much as maybe gear or offense or potency. Yeah. Potency is a terrible example, but any of the, any other stat to matter more than speed. So we're not just focusing on that on every mod. Something else that they could do is make it to where you only get secondary speeds from like a set bonus so that you are really you really are sacrificing a lot by trying to get the additional speed because crit damage and offense are, I mean, those are really good mod sets, but if you're having to give those up to get the speed rather than getting that bonus with the speed, I think it would really change things as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to ask you this. So, we're already at two hours. We've recorded another podcast tonight. Um, I want to ask a few more questions. We can cover the rest of them next week. That's why I love question time because we get so many. We can just keep going yep. and cover them. Um, I'm going to ask you this question. Maybe we'll get a couple more. Um, but 
I'm going to let you answer this one. Please explain the Shattered Order pod, or sorry, Shattered Order Guild's Leroy Jenkins phenomenon. And please explain why it's a bad thing and not a good thing like our guild trust seems to think it is. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I, it's, it's an issue. It's an, it's an epidemic. It's a disease that is spreading like wildfire. And uh, the Leroy Jenkins problem is whenever somebody posts to a raid early. If you didn't already know, we do have to change our name in the guild to Leroy Jenkins. And it has been going on and on for far too long. So, um, used to not be much of an issue, but happening more. So, this is one of those things, when you have guild rules, it's like, what do you do with them? Um, I guess I'm kind of detouring this question a little bit, because... It was intended as a joke because of the number of people that do it. But, like, what do you do whenever you're having issues with rules like this that keep getting broken? Um, I think we're going to basically go to a zero-post policy on the heroic Sith raid. And uh, we've done that with previous raids, like... If you screw up on a raid, then the following raid you only post to zero. And like I think that is the the best best way to do it because generally people who post earlier are people who like raiding and if they're stuck doing a zero on the following raid, I think it's you know, it can be a problem. Um but yeah, it is it's an epidemic. I'm not even kidding. Like Punk and I both last week. Like what what the heck? Mine was cause Lack of mods and hitting auto basic. Don't don't hit auto basic in the raid if you're trying to auto auto it. Just it don't work. Um, so yeah, just pay a little bit more attention. And punk is still not back. So here's what I'm going to do. I have two audio questions, and we're going to do those. Hey guys, Dorian Blade from the Fortune and Fate Guild. We've all heard the discussions between you two about Wampa and Hobo Yoda, but it still feels like it's unresolved. So once and for all, let's settle this. You can pick one, and only one, character to get. Wampa or Hobo Yoda. Which one do you get, and why? Convince all of us in podcast land that your choice is the right one. Oh, God. Do you want to go first? Well, that depends on if your answer is Wampa or Hoda. Well, my answer is most certainly Hermit Yoda, because... There are multiple reasons. One, Grandmaster Yoda is a monster, and Hermit Yoda just makes him that much better. He's a healer that gives foresight to all Jedi. Just another way to get foresight with the Jedi team. He adds the 50% offense to Jedi. He is the best healer in the game. He heals on basic. He is amazing under Admiral Akbar. He is used in... All the solo teams for Heroic AAT. Uh, he is the only character that can be used in every phase in a Heroic Sith of the same raid. I mean, do you do you want me to keep going? Oh, you can. You're not going to convince me. Go ahead and give us your terrible argument for Wampa. Uh, so Wampa is definitely the best character of the two because a I unlocked seven star gear eleven hobo hobo Yoda or whatever you want to call him and I've used him the only t- the first time I used him 
It wasn't even me. It was my wife to solo in the tank. That's it. That, I don't use them for anything else. Like, I use them in the Heroic Sith now. That's the, that's the only other place. Um, but other than that, don't use them. Wampa, everything. Dark side territory battles. Four out of four from the very moment I unlocked him with crappy teams. Give me a give me a Zated Darth Darth Vader leader with Wampa in it. You can throw four, three other people in it. Doesn't matter. Four out of four every every time. Um, Wampa, like you said, oh. Heroic AT, he's in every team that solos it. Okay, well, Wampa is in also in the most of the solo teams. I'm pretty sure it's every solo team, but I could be wrong. You are wrong. And then on it top can't of that, without Wampa. Mm, okay, fine. Regardless, I'd rather have Wampa <laughs> in there than Homer Yoda. And then on top of that, I have never pulled him out of my arena team. Ever. Doesn't matter what the arena team has been. He has been in it because he's such a badass. Hermit Yoda, how many times have you used him in your arena team? Quite a few times. Do you have him in your arena team now? No, I don't. Okay, I'm just asking. I, I like I said, I've never pulled I've never pulled oh. Wampa out of mine, and I do pretty decent. So I'm sorry, I like finishing I'm just top saying, three. Are you finishing top three with Hermit Yoda right now? Are you finishing top three with Wampa? That's not the question. Stop indirecting my question. The question is, are you finishing top three with Hermit Yoda? No, but I'm not sure. If I were to look at the meta report, how much higher would Wampa be than Hermit Yoda for top one teams? That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we need to go look because uh, <laughs> go let's figure it. that out, shall we? Um, because Hermit Yoda I, is exponentially better in every single raid, which will get you more gear, get you more shards. How? Whoa, okay, faster, whoa, hold on, Mister Broad Strokes. How? Hold on, Broad Strokes. You okay? Your Phase uh-huh. Two team take out Wampa, but leave in Hermit Yoda. Does it get five million? Does it even get close to five million? It it's not going to survive. Without no, Herman don't Yoda. even try to. Don't even. Don't even stop. Just don't even try. The only reason your Phase Two team with Hermit Yoda, Mister Man, does good is because Wampa is there. Okay. So? Now, so heroic. What do you mean? So, so now your point doesn't it, matter. That, okay. That sorry, bud. Do a, oh, that, don't let me. No, don't on. let me try to interrupt oh, your problem. That with team, you're talking about that Hermit team Yoda could being do badass. Amazing. With Ezra instead of Wampa. It would still do absolutely... crap. Yeah, okay. Challenge for the week. Do a better score with Ezra instead of Wampa. I'm not going to do yeah, a better score. Don't even, don't even try, I, don't even try I, hold, hold to on. convince me that Ezra would do better than Wampa in say, phase two of the Heroic I didn't Sin. say better. I said... Then what did you say? I said he could you still do ec- amazing. You are killed. Oh, no, 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 no. The point was that Ezra would do just as good as Wampa, which is completely wrong. So don't try to convince me of that. All right. No, whatever. You're You're, you want to fight the point, but there's no point to fight. That team is worthless in phase two without Wampa. No, it's not worthless. worthless. It can still do a ton of damage. You're not getting five million damage in phase two without Wampa. You're not doing it without Hermit Yoda either. 
but people get close to four million without Hermit Yoda in phase two with Wampa. Correct or incorrect? I'm not sure. Do they? No. Okay. Yes, they do. They use a the old Wampa team. All these teams that have been used without Hoda forever. Have they? So okay. Let I, me. The, the teams that I've seen that have gotten ask Elon. To 4 Elon will show you have Hermit Yoda. Those Hoda list teams that get high damage in phase two. Look, man. I, the, this argument is just to make us fight each other. The fact of the matter is they're both amazing characters, and the fact that they totally are put true. there as guild event currency characters is because they're both amazing. Hundred percent. I true. don't. Dis, I do not disagree that that uh, Hermit Yoda is amazing. To me, Wampa's better. To you, Hermit Yoda's better. But the fact of the matter, if you want to try to tell me that Hermit Yoda is better for raids than Wampa, Wampa was built for raids, so. Sure, you can try to make that point, but you're never going to convince me. So, yeah, not going to happen. Sorry. All right. And as far as the meta report goes, let me let me just get there real quick. Let me find where Hermit Yoda ranks as opposed okay. to Wampa. All right, so... I'm going to have to use the search function because they're both kind of missing. Um... Wampa is in the top 3% of teams. Hermit Yoda is in the top 1% of teams. I, I, uh, my internet was sucking. Where's Wampa at? 3%. 3%? Oh, it's okay, sorry. 3%. He's listed as rank 1. He's That was under rank 1 all characters, so that's not even listed in a team. Wampa listed in a team as a team for top one care uh, for top one uh, teams. Rex Talzin, General Kenobi, Thrawn, Wampa teams are listed in the top three percent. And the top one rank one teams, Hermit Yoda is not even ranked. Um, interesting. So don't tell me he's better in arena. I'm tr- you can tell me he's he's equal in raids, and I'm, I you would have a hard time agreeing with you there, but I, I yeah, um, where he's better is hard to quantify for me. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that raid is the only thing that matters. I am trying to find like I okay, it's not like I said. Wampa is better in arena than Hermit Yoda. A little bit better. We'll see how long that A lasts. little bit. He's not even listed. Okay, three weeks from now, we'll revisit this because you might have a point with Grandmaster Yoda. That would be the only place, and that is a new development. So maybe my opinion would change at that point. But up to this point in this game, Wampa over Yoda. Sorry. Uh, that, that, you had a second audio funny, question? But... Why don't we play that? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> hey, guys. Dorian Blade here again. Have you ever been using Thrawn in Arena and swap turn meter only to have the tune you swap the turn meter with have four other tunes go before it? What are your thoughts on this mechanic? Does it frustrate you as much as it does me to not have the tune you want go when you expect them to? Should Capital Games fix this, or do you think it's working as intended? Okay, okay. who was that? I didn't catch the name of the Dorian beginning. Blade, again. So, oh, it was Dorian, okay. All right. um, <laughs> I, I kind of have mixed feelings. I think... The 100% turn meter coin flip thing, I think, is probably most fair, but I don't like it. 
But the problem is, if you go the other way and you let it be whoever gets to 100% turn meter first, then you have the whole issue of setting up turn order, which, as we know, can cause significant issues if you're setting up turn order. Um, the, I mean, turn order setup can just absolutely wreck teams using certain combinations of you know, debuffs and removal and then cooldown increases and stuff like that. I mean, you can really make it almost unrecoverable for a team. And I think that's what they're trying to avoid. I think it, I, as much as I want that, I think it would be a broken mechanic. But hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully it's something that they bring back. And I don't know if there's another way for them to, to, to fix the way that they go in order unless unless you made like the character with the lowest speed go first or something weird like that to kind of give an advantage make a bit of an advantage for actually being a little slower that would kind of be interesting perhaps but beyond that i don't know what do you think so it was only recently i started using thrawn in the arena so i haven't ever really come into this problem too often but it is i don't understand well okay i guess i understand so let's say four people get 100 percent turn meter at the same time and thrawn is chosen to go first and then you throw 100 percent turn meter on wampa for example probably not hermit yoda because you don't need that heal but um you, you throw it on wampa and uh you're waiting to you want to use him immediately. Well, those three other people are now fighting Wampa RNG wise for who goes next. And that is a new thing that I've encountered lately that is is incredibly annoying. So I totally agree with him. I think it's working as intended with the way that the people at a one hundred percent turn meter and RNG who goes first works, but it is annoying. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um I guess well, I mean, there's really no change to your strategy because if you look at the other team and you see the people at 100%, you're still going to want to do that and just hope that your RNG helps you. But I like our, I like arena teams with less RNG, so I really try to keep that out of my fights. But yep. I don't think that this is a RNG fight that we're ever going to win. I think this the, the Thrawn turn meter thing is always going to be the way it is unless they change it like... Like the uh, whoever had more turn meter before they got to a hundred percent, yeah. Thing that did not get implemented goes into the game somehow. That's the only way I see it changing. But I, I don't know. It's hard to say. So, uh, an, another idea that I thought would be in the Thrawn example. So something I do need to check and clarify for certain. The way Hermit or Grandmaster Yoda's ability is written he gets an immediate turn which to me sounds different than gaining a hundred percent turn meter an immediate turn yeah. means he immediately goes again it would be interesting if thrawn had a had a mechanic where give a hundred percent turn meter to somebody and an immediate turn or swap turn meter and give them an immediate turn or something along those lines yeah I think that would be kind of They definitely cool. have to change the wording. Then it would be different yeah. than everything else. Because, like... And you would understand it's, that... It's Thrawn's turn. I mean, and he's swapping Termir with somebody. 
that person should just move in place of him and immediately get that turn, in my opinion. However, that is kind of making Thrawn more powerful, which I'm not entirely sure how much I like. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of a sticky, sticky thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think we're, we've hit the two-hour and 15-minute mark. I think it's time for trivia. We can hit some of these other questions um, next week. Um, but, God, I love, I love listener questions. They're so, so fun. And I think – and the, fun of, the best part about them is they, they ask them to pit me against you on purpose, and this, this is what happens. So. All right, so if your question did not get answered this week and it was in the Q&A uh, thing – Go yell and blame Dorian Blade for setting up that question to make us waste like 15 minutes (laughs) on one question. Uh, Because, you know, not our fault. If that question ever gets asked again, we're not answering it because it'll be the exact same as it is now. Unless it's like seven months from now. You know what? Maybe we should cut that whole section out and just make it a uh, Hermit Yoda or Wampa video for people to go watch and see the... Arguments on two sides for each of them. Minicast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, so why don't we get into... It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. Every week I get called sexy and it just ups my ego. It does, doesn't it? It's kind of nice how that works. It just, it it feels good. It really does. Every week, you know? (laughs) I, I, you know, I'm, never mind. Anyways, okay, Shattered (laughs) Order Trivia. Let's do it. All right, so this is a new season. It is a new season. Because Goodnight Punk lost. Uh, Update to the score from last week. I only won by one. There was a question that was corrected by the question god, um, (laughs) Tesh. So uh, I, I barely squeaked it out last week, but nonetheless... Still a win, still a loss. I, yeah. I mean, it's basically the Packers versus the Lions at this point. You're not going to goad me into some stupid argument. I've already told you. Packers, meh. Oh, I was... I'm going to tell you... I was going to bring this up all about. Earlier. So, oh, we talked, we we talked about our wager. I didn't see you reply to my suggestion that... Whoever loses... I remember you saying something, but I didn't say anything. I, okay, I so here, what was here's it? what I think we should do. Whoever wins this bet gets to write a song either about how great their team is or how horrible the other person's team is, and the loser has to sing it. You sure you want to do that with the Packers secondary? You cut out really bad. Your pause is all the answer I need. I didn't cut out. Your internet cut out. I said, are you sure you want to do that with how bad the Packers secondary is? Yes, I do. 
Are you sure Matt that Stafford is going to eat the Packers alive? Are, it's going to be amazing. To be clear, the wager was I said the Packers would finish two games up on the Lions in the NFL. So if the lot if the Packers only are one game better on their record than the Lions, you win. If they're two better, I win. Yep, I like it. All right, let's move on to question one. All right, so this week's Zeta or not, and uh, we'll see what that actually means with the first question. All right, here we go. Ooh. I don't know. I just hit something and it's screwing everything up. Go figure. And now my computer is telling me to wait. Aw, that's not good. Get off of my screen. What are you? Oh my god. Everyone witnesses the ineptitude of Goodnight Punk right here live. What the hell is this? Okay, give me one second. I'll fix this. Unbelievable. Everything is everything is not screwed. Alright, so while he's doing whatever he's doing, I'm going to tell you that Hermit Yoda just stop just stop no okay I'm listening to you <laughs> while I do this and I, I just don't want to hear it um should I talk about how amazing the Packers quarterback is would that be better it wouldn't because I would go over all the freaking points I've already looked at this week where it's like there's really no comparison. Or there's no there's no proof to say one is better than the other that far ahead. I love that you're thinking that, that I'm crazy, but it's true. Okay. Give it, put put uh, Stafford on the Packers and Rogers on the Lions and it would have been the same situation for both of them. Yeah, if you put yeah, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Lions, they they would probably mow through the NFC North because Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. But incorrect, not what I was saying, but sure. Um, I realize that's not what you were uh, saying. Why the hell? That's a fact. Are you ever gonna get trivia? Up? <laughs> it's a fact. I love that you like. You're so matter of fact. It's not a fact actually, but okay. <laughs> I hope you people are enjoying. I mean, this if if music. Stafford, if Stafford was a, uh, if Stafford was inherited a team that had gone to the NFC Championship, I guess he would have probably been amazing too. But he oh. inherited a crappy team, and he's been amazing, and has the same completion percentage and quarterback rating over his career than as Aaron Rodgers. But okay, sure. Um, Shatter or trivia? Here oh, we go. No, no, no. Shatter or not? Question one. Aaron Rodgers has the Last best week I passer rating of any quarterback ever. So, just okay. So he's similar to Rodgers or uh, Stafford, which makes him even better. What? <laughs> wait, 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 what's the argument here? Uh, you, he inherited a team that went to the NFC Championship. With the fact that they were good afterward, they would have been good with probably any quarterback. But oh yes, yes, Stafford came into a crappy team, and over what ten years has turned them into a perennial playoff contender. I mean, okay, he must really suck. 
to be on a team that has always been bad and made them good. Oh no, but I sure I agree. Stafford's very good, but you know, the, we we know how. But bad you're the Packers a, a are Packers fan, Rogers. and you're biased to the Rodgers. So no, we've every team's bad without their starting quarterback. The Lions had freak. Or the Cardinals no. had Carson Palmer, lost him. And we're terrible. They weren't as He's bad not as even the a Packers. Very good quarterback. They weren't as bad as the Packers. Yes, they were. Rogers. They lost. Okay, first question of the trivia because <laughs> we're not going to continue to argue this point because you just are you are so in love with Rogers you won't agree with anything. That's, that's so, true. first question. Last week, I apologize for missing Rex on the cleanser question. If gave Goodnight Punk another point, but not enough to tie. Carry on. For Zader or not, answer only regarding the specific portion of text in the question. Each character can have a Zeta on the ability, but does the specific text comply with the Zeta or not? Here we go. First question. Palpatine. Empire and Sith allies have plus 35% potency and max health. Zeta or not? Hmm. have my answer I do too I'm saying yes and I'm saying no because I think the potency goes to either I think it goes to Empire and the he gives something else to the Sith the answer is not and the answer is not justified, but the answer is not. Hmm. So I'm willing to guess it's because of the he gives something different to Sith and something different to Empire. I was thinking he gave both of those things to them, and then there was a split on something else, but apparently not. <laughs> All right. All right, next question. Question two. CLS, whenever Luke resists a detrimental effect, he recovers 5% protection. Zeta or not? I've got my answer. All right, what do you got? Um, no. (laughs) I put yes, only because Uh. when I fight certain CLSs, they regain protection, and I have no idea where it comes up from because this is the Crap. only reason I can think of that they gain protection. This is not going well. All right, so the answer is Zeta. So, got them both. Oh, or two for O. Oh. Right. Two for O. Oh, two need, and O. Oh. I need to start paying more attention because <laughs> I am not thinking properly, apparently. All right, let's go to question three. All right, RJT, if Ray has crit damage up, she gains offense up until she is damaged. Zeta or not? I think there's more to that, if that's an actual thing than that, but... Okay, I got my answer. All right, I got my answer too. What do you got? Not. Not? I also put not, because I think that there's... I think it's it. I think it's not. If if, okay, if they were to code this, they would code it. If she got crit damage up, she got offense up. Not if she has it, she gains offense up until she's damaged. 
that doesn't make much sense to me. The, but maybe maybe we're both I, wrong. I know the until she's damaged part's correct, but I think it goes if foresight, then offense up. If offense up, then crit damage up is how it operates, I think, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it was like a stepping ladder, but not necessarily you have this buff, you have another buff, you know? And the answer is... Okay, well, the answer is Zeta, so I guess we're both wrong. Well, that's interesting. All right. Well, it's still 2-0 as we move into... Question four. My favorite part, it says, now for some weird ones. All right. Great. First order TIE pilot. Gains advantage for three turns whenever an enemy falls below full health. Zeta or not? Zeta or not is really a 50-50 shot. That's the that's the fun part about it. I got my answer. And I don't feel good about it. Ugh, me either. Okay, what do you got? I put not. And I put yes, so we'll see if that's... Not is the correct answer, so you got it. I know he gets advantage for something. Health seemed like a stupid reason to give him advantage. He gets advantage whatever. anytime he loses foresight. Ah, uh, yes, that is true. But that's not a Zeta, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe so. That's that's the Zeta? I didn't think it was. Okay. Yeah, believe so. I don't know. We'll look at it. There's a lot with his Zeta. Bonus, crit damage, bonus, crit chance. And then I think... Uh, or no, he gains foresight whenever he loses advantage. I'm not sure how... Or, uh, yeah, I can't remember how he gets advantage. Anyway. Question I'm not number t- five. I was say, your explanations are not what I'm waiting on. All right, so Rolo. <laughs> the first time each turn, Leia resists... Resists Uh-oh. a detrimental effect or suffers a debuff, she gains 35% offense stacking until the end of her next turn. I don't know. This one I feel like I know, and then I'm going to get punched in the gut. Because that just sounds... Yeah. All right. I got mine. What do you got? I put Zeta. So did I. And the answer is Zeta. So wow. we both got that one right. I got three and you got two? That is correct. All is right. that all the questions? That is, well, okay, let me make sure. That is five, but I don't know if maybe stuck more in because of <laughs> how short they are. Or... And according to Tesh, theme next week is, who knows? Want to pick one? If you're in our Discord chat, hit up Teshkarn on there. And if you have an idea for trivia next week, let them know. And then we'll go from there. And if you want to submit a question, go to shatteredorder.com. There is a spot at the bottom of the page to submit a trivia question. And that link is amazing because the email goes directly to Tesh. It does not come to me or goodnight punk so we will never see it so yeah it is a really really great way to do that absolutely well here we are 
It's been a long night and it has been a lot of fun. So do you have anything, any last words for the peeps out in, uh, out in Swago town? Uh, go gremlin. You can't even, well, I was, I was going to say you can't even call him by his name, (laughs) but I call him Bumble all the time. So whatever. All right. Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, when this podcast comes out, we will also have our out of order podcast number five yeah. special uh, interview with uh, CG Mad Adam and CG Iraq. That was a lot of fun talking about Grandmaster Yoda and a little bit about Range Trooper. Um, so go check both these podcasts out if you you know missed part of this one. And you want to see it? If you want to check out the uh, Dev interview, that'll be coming out. But uh, other than that. It's been a very fun week in the game. It'll be a fun week testing out fleet battles and everything else. So Indeed. Uh, I just just want to say thanks for listening if Wink doesn't have anything else. Nope. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on episode 104. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.